I understand Earth Day is Saturday, and you've got some, uh, you're greening things up around town. Yeah, it's something that's gone on for years, and it's uh, coincident with Earth Day, but we're just saying to people, uh, you know, how the city looks after winter. I mean, those piles of black snow are gone, but the cigarette butts and the papers and the coffee cups that got buried under the snow are still there, and we're asking people to go out and spend that little bit of time uh, at this time in April, as we do every year, just making the city look better. And so I'm off to a school in the northwest Toronto uh, to uh, you know, do that with the kids, but it's really meant to publicize the fact that tomorrow all over the city, people can look it up at toronto.ca, there's an opportunity to uh, pitch in for an hour and clean up the city and make it look better. Yeah, we used to do this when we were kids in our grade school, and uh, it always made you feel good about your environment. Absolutely, and the stuff you find actually is amazing. You can't. I mean, it is to me. I'm I'm sort of horrified by the cigarette butts, and I'm actually sort of stupefied at the fact that people just think they can throw coffee cups down on the ground and just mm. leave them there any time of the year. But it happens, and so you can go out and clean it up, and there's a feeling of satisfaction about that, and it actually does make a difference. John, I want to talk about something else that I think is going to make a big difference in the city. Wednesday, your executive committee approved your proposal to seek changes to the provincial laws that will allow the city to evict drug dealers and gangbangers from Toronto housing uh, complexes and apartments there. Uh, What specific changes do we need to make uh, into provincial law to make this happen? Well, without getting too technical, uh, we need changes, for example, that relate to uh, people who would presently claim they're visiting a building. And if you say you're going to visit Mrs. Smith on the sixth floor, uh, and sometimes they even intimidate Mrs. Smith into saying that she's having you as a visitor, um, you then can get inside the building and start doing your thing if you're a drug dealer. Mm. And there's a lot of that going on, and we have to tighten up uh, the trespass laws such that the security guards and others involved with Toronto Community Housing have the power to say, no, you're not coming in here, you are not visiting Mrs. Smith. Uh, and this sort of thing, because there's a repeat behavior that goes on where we know they're not real visitors. Uh, another example uh, is uh, a change to the law that says at least the Toronto Community Housing has the discretion not to rehouse someone who was previously evicted for drug dealing. I mean, what goes on now is someone goes through the whole process of getting evicted, which is not, believe me, an easy process, nor should it be, but they get evicted for dealing drugs and you know misconducting themselves under the law in, in a Toronto Community Housing building. And then uh, a few months later, they're back saying, well, I want to be rehoused here now. And there is no discretion, really, to say, no, you can't be rehoused because you misconducted yourself and were already evicted for that reason. And again, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you have to start, Kelly, from the premise that the tenants have told us their single biggest concern, even beyond the state of repairs of the building, is feelings of uh, lack of safety and insecurity in these buildings, largely because of a small minority of people who use Toronto community housing as a base for drug dealing and for other kinds of criminal activity, including guns and, and so on. And so we just have to you know, do our best with due process uh, to weed these people out and just have them not present uh, in those buildings as visitors, fake visitors, or present as uh, you know, residents who are back after they've already been kicked out for this kind of behavior. Well, John, what if you had a resident that, that's been kicked out for that kind of behavior and then they want to ba- move back in with their mother who says, you know what, it's okay, John, come home. Well, I mean, obviously that's the kind of thing you have to deal with that's in a slightly different category. I mean, if he legitimately or she is moving back in with their mother, I don't know what we can do about Mm -hmm. that. But we're talking about these people applying on their own to get housing back that I would argue they forfeited to some extent, or they certainly forfeited the automatic right to go back there by the fact that they were convicted of of, uh, and, 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 and evicted for dealing drugs. I mean, you cannot imagine 
how frustrating it is for people who live in those buildings, let alone the people who run them, which is the city government, mm-hmm. to be able to point at the door across the hall and say, that's where the drug dealer lives. Sure. He has all manner of bad people coming in and out of here day and night, and there are guns around and even gunshots going off. And, and, and people don't want to live that way. The vast, vast Well, nobody wants Toronto, to pay for anybody to live that way either. Well, I understand, but the vast majority of Toronto housing residents are people who are yes. trying their best to struggle, mm-hmm. and, and they need a bit of help. And they wouldn't think of dealing drugs or having a gun, but they're confronted by their neighbors who seem to be able to get away with that, and they're frustrated we can't do anything about it. Well, it's nice to see that you're doing something about it. Sue Ann Levy was on with John Oakley yesterday, and she brought up that the uh, Toronto Community Housing Report uh, made uh, apparent, and it's the arrears. Have a listen. The arrears have grown in the last five years. They've doubled from $6 million to over $12 million, and they're on track to increase to $14 million by the end of this year. Uh, what's the solution to that, John? The solution actually is a better economy, uh, you know, because uh, there are a lot of people who are really struggling. I mean, again, people think that everybody who lives in Toronto community, community housing is unemployed and on social assistance, which is not true. Some of them are working poor uh, people, and I think a lot of people are struggling. And look, I, 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 in an ideal world, and, and it's great that you brought this up only because the one thing that people should understand when I was talking about easier evictions for people mm-hmm. is not evictions based on failure to pay rent. We're talking about making it easier under the law to evict people who are you know, guilty of, of drug dealing and, and that kind of behavior. But I think, um, you know, Kelly, I just think what you're seeing there is a sign of a sort of an economy where it's even more difficult for people who are in vulnerable positions, very low-income people, to um, pay their rent. And well, so John, I guess, yes, she well, brought up ahead. she sorry she brought up someone that went 20 years, sixty thousand dollars in uh, in arrears uh, with the rent, 20 years, and then were evicted from Toronto community housing. Yep, and it's possible to kind of work the system, if I can use that expression, mm-hmm. such that you keep postponing your hearing and you change lawyers and you appeal and you do this and you do that. And that's a ridiculous example, although a true one, because I yeah. know of the one she's talking about. But, uh, you know, there aren't very many of those. But most of the arrears that, that she's talking about then, and that are, you know, put forward publicly by the board. I mean, she didn't un- un- unveil this. Yep. I mean, it was, and she said there are a lot of report. people on the board working hard on this. So she did Which give the true. board credit. It's one of those things where, you know, I mean, you, 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 for, for a lot of these people, they're vulnerable enough that the solution is not to say, well, let's just kick them out. There are lots of eviction proceedings going on mm-hmm. for people who thumb their nose like the 20-year person. But for the average person, you'd find their arrears are, uh, and I think in the same report it indicated many of the people are on programs to pay back their arrears, but it's very slow because, again, where well, are they going to suddenly get a bunch of extra money to pay back arrears in their rent? I want to bring up the, the process. You said it's very slow. Here's what Sue Ann Levy also pointed out yesterday. This is automated. Ugh. It's all done by paper and pen. No, I know. It's like they're back in the 1920s. <laughs> How frustrating is that? Are you aware that it's not automated? And is she correct on that? She's correct on that. And wow. I guess I could give you an equal measure of frustration on a whole yeah. bunch of other city and other government services at other levels of government. Are they trying Governments to correct it? Been, yes, we're, we're trying to do that now. And, and she would know that, too. I mean, I have a specific program to... Uh, digitize and modernize a whole bunch of city services that are costing us a fortune to administer in pencil and paper mode. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, frankly, people haven't had the will to do it. And I think as well, there have been, and I'm being candid about this, there have been people who think it will lead to the loss of, you know, good union jobs at City Hall is the way they'll put it. And I'm saying, well, look, I'm not out to do anybody out of their job, but I am out to say to to the citizens of Toronto, we owe you better customer service than that, and we owe you, when technology is advanced as it is, the... um, 
we owe you an answer that says we're doing things the best way possible in the public interest. And so we're looking to modernize all of these, but you can't fix those kinds of things in a day. And I would uh, argue you, know, you owe us fiscal responsibility, right? Well, no, and that's, that's making, making sure of it. Yes, and, absolutely. Yeah. And so with the rec sign-up, or the recreational program sign-up, a lot of your listeners will have gone through. Mm-hmm. We've now dramatically improved that sign-up. But for years, it was based largely on clipboards and pens uh, because nobody bothered to fix the system. And we're fixing it now, and people have reported to us dramatic improvements. And one thing they'd say, look, of all the things I pay my taxes for, I'm happy about the recreational programs. Mm-hmm. But why did you put me through this misery of of signing up in a 19th century mode for these programs for our kids, and we're fixing it. One at a time, we're fixing these programs, and that's one of them that uh, we have to fix, the arrears. 